All right, outsiders, welcome in, welcome in. Got another great episode here for you today. Ryan Balliott, Ben Mandel, and Corey Jason all here with you. Dylan Mel not with us today, but as always, you can go check out his show, the Running Up the Score podcast with Dylan Mel, for all of his thoughts on the latest goings on in the sports world. I know the NFL is quickly approaching that kind of dead period of time in its off season. The off season, this is the one time where it truly feels off. But to make up for it, the NHL playoffs are in full swing. The MLB regular season is fully underway and the nba playoffs are coming to a close quickly so to hear our opinions on all the other sports check out some of our other shows here on the outsider sports podcast network but for today guys we have the nfl schedule release it kind of took a little while for them to officially say when this schedule release is going to take place this is tuesday may 9th they announced i believe yesterday may 8th on monday it's going to happen this thursday May 11th, 8 p.m. Eastern for the whole country to see in that primetime slot. It's become such a big deal the last couple of years. Finding out when your team is going to play who and how many primetime games you have. That's the biggest deal made. So what we're going to do here is we're going to have some fun. We're going to try and predict some of these primetime games. Opening night, Kansas City has to open up against a good opponent. Those Thanksgiving Day games always have a lot of intrigue around them. And the Christmas triple header that has grown as well these past couple of years. We'll take a look at who we think those matchups could be. And then later on in the show, we're going to talk about what teams we think won the offseason. But guys, to get started, let's start. Opening night, Kansas City, they got to defend their title. And this needs to be a big matchup. They play a lot of really good teams. They play the entire AFC East. So you're talking about Buffalo. You're talking about we could finally get that Mahomes-Aaron Rodgers matchup. But the team I want to throw out there, the Miami Dolphins. Tyree Kill comes home. We could see Tua healthy coming off this offseason. I think that would be a terrific matchup, a lot of fireworks. That's exactly what you want to see opening night. What do you guys say? Yeah, I mean, I think there is a pretty obvious one, and I'm going to stay away from that one just because I think that it it isn't the best idea, even though it makes a lot of sense. So I'm going to go with the Bengals at the Chiefs to open the season. Teams that have met a couple times in the playoffs now, two of the great young quarterbacks. I think that's a great way to start the season, just an in-conference gauntlet to start it off, Burrow versus Mahomes. Can't get much better than that to start it off. I'm going to go in a different direction, but I'm going to go with a big-time quarterback matchup. I think we're going to see a divisional meeting between uh, these two teams on opening night. It's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. I think that the Chargers have a lot to prove. I think it'll be interesting, and I think a division matchup is really the easiest way for the NFL to go. The Chargers are supposed to be good. You have Justin Herbert, hopefully fully healthy to start the season, some new weapons. We'll see what the Chargers can do this year. I actually really like all all three that we put out there. And since I did mention it and I didn't want to say the team in case Ben had that one pegged out, the Eagles do travel to Arrowhead. So that's another possibility, a Super Bowl rematch. But I don't know. I really like both of your picks. Tyreek Hill coming home and then Herbert going to Arrowhead. Those are both really good options. I just wanted to throw out the Philly going to Arrowhead because that is something we've seen happen in the past where – the Super Bowl rematch happens on week one. Yeah, I think it's just too soon to have a Super Bowl rematch, right? I think that 
that's what the NFL is going to say. I think they're going to have that matchup and that meeting come a little bit later on in the season. Oh, I despite totally the agree. fact. Yeah. I mean, look, I think that um, I think we can all agree, though, that that would be probably the NFL's most hot ticket matchup for opening night. Like that has to be what they they're trying to find a way to make it work. I just would rather see those teams meet later on in the season. Uh, I'd rather see them have their feet underneath them and no rust, not working out any kinks, none of that week one, try to figure out your defense thing, try to figure out your offense. I want to see these two teams clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely a matchup. I think the NFL wants to build towards as well. Like Ben said, you want them kind of at full strength a little bit. So I don't think we see that matchup too late in the season, but probably somewhere a little in the middle, maybe October, but Corey, this whole time you're sitting here saying there's an obvious one. I thought you were going to go with Buffalo for that one. I mean, the Allen-Mahomes head-to-head matchup is, I think, turned into a bit of the Manning-Brady for this generation. But let's fast forward here. The big other kind of moment on the calendar there, Thanksgiving. Obviously, we know that the Detroit Lions, who are a very exciting team coming into this season, they always host the noon window game. And Dallas, that second window game, or was it 4.30? So trying to predict those matchups. For Detroit, I, I went with Seattle here. They had a fireworks matchup in October last year where Seattle won 48-45 to 45 over the Lions. And these two teams did nothing but get better this offseason. And like our point earlier, this is late enough into the year where all the kinks should be worked out. Both teams should be firing on all cylinders. I think this will be a great way to start the holiday before the turkey comes out of the oven. I think that that's a great matchup and one that we can be excited about. How nice is it that Detroit is just an exciting team now? It's when wonderful. The, the first game of the Thanksgiving window isn't just a black hole. And then we don't have to watch the Cowboys and Commanders play a shit show as well. So it, it it's nice to, you know, see the Detroit Lions and think, hey, there are a lot of exciting and enticing matchups we can put here. I'm sticking with what I did for the opening day game for Kansas City. I think it's going to be a division rival. I think it's an easy one to put in here because I think it's just overall going to be a really good game. I think you're going to see a couple of offenses that can explode. Uh, One defense, not so good. One defense that's better, but still needs some work. And it's going to be the Minnesota Vikings. I think that this really can be just that enticing, exciting matchup that the NFL wants Fireworks with Justin Jefferson to get things started. Detroit, clearly, they have made some moves to get better. I think that it's really, this could be a very exciting matchup. And the two meetings between the Vikings and Lions this year may be the best divisional games we see in that NFC North this year. That's a good one. The Lions being fun is really fun. I think they got a real good coach in Dan Campbell. And I want to see them on Thanksgiving as we're getting ready to to gorge ourselves. I want to see the number one overall pick from 2023 make his Thanksgiving debut in Bryce Young. The Panthers travel to Detroit, and I think that's one way the NFL is going to try to prop up one of their hopeful young stars by giving him, a, I guess, a primetime matchup where people are watching more games than any other day other than the Super Bowl, really. So getting the Panthers, a nice young team, 
somebody who a team that could be equated to last year's version of the Lions, just young with a new head coach. I really like what they got going on. They got a real good head coach in Frank Reich. Ryan, I don't know your feelings on Reich. I personally really like him as a coach. I think that that's a good matchup. I think that's one way to get a, a, a good young player on a big stage. Yeah, let me say, I'm I'm still a huge fan of Frank Reich. I think it got to the point where things just got stale and it wasn't working out in Indianapolis, but I love the hiring for him. Uh, as much as I would have loved to see Carolina stick with uh, Steve Wilkes, their interim coach from a year ago, the Frank Reich hire was maybe the best head coaching hire this cycle, I think. And he puts together an all-star staff, a lot of great additions. I'm very high on Carolina. I'd love to see that matchup. Carolina, number one overall pick, Bryce Young, going into Detroit against Dan Campbell and his feisty Lions. But going into that second game window here down in Dallas, I think all of our matchups thus far have been AFC, AFC, or NFC, NFC. Let me go cross-conference here because the Cincinnati Bengals are due to make another trip to Dallas this year. They did last year, and it was kind of an ugly game. I think it was week two. It was actually the game that knocked a lot of people out of our survivor pool at work. Remember, this was no Dak Prescott, and everyone was thinking, oh, man, Bengals are going to get on on their on their game here and really blow Dallas out. Not the case. Dallas kind of had an upset there and went on quite the hot streak without Dak Prescott. But this, I think, would be another fireworks display. Obviously, if if Dak's on, this offense is clicking. And we know, Corey, you mentioned it too earlier, the Bengals' offense has more than enough weapons and they have a very good defense. This would be a great matchup offensively and defensively, I think. And it would be a kind of unique matchup to two teams that don't play each other very often getting put into the spotlight. Yeah. I think I'm going to stick with you on that cross conference matchup, not quite going to a team like the Bengals who's been there, but a team that is expected to get there. And that's the New York jets, Aaron Rodgers on Thanksgiving versus Jerry's Cowboys. I think that's a fun matchup. The jets are going to get a lot of primetime games this year a lot of mainstream watching opportunities. And that's not a bad thing. Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And even in his twilight years, he still draws a crowd. So getting him in one of the most famous stadiums in all of football, in Jerry's world on Thanksgiving, the NFL, it's a pretty obvious choice in my mind and one the NFL can't not make. Rodgers has had a couple of really good performances down there in Jerry's world too, just in a different shade of green is all. Yeah, look, Rodgers, I think Rodgers and the Jets might be the most fun matchup that you could see in Dallas on Thanksgiving Day, just because I think that these are two teams with a ton of star power, upper echelon teams with the way their rosters are built, but not necessarily as dominant as they should be with those rosters. So obviously for the Jets' sake, it's it's a little bit different because we haven't seen what they look like with Aaron Rodgers. For Dallas, though, I think that's pretty spot on. I think that could be a really fun meeting between those two. I have Philadelphia coming to town, and I know that the NFL doesn't usually like to waste a trip to Dallas on Thanksgiving Day because everyone's going to watch that game no matter what. But I think that that's what's going to happen this year. I think Philly's going to get a lot of primetime games. This one's not going to be one of the big ones. I think that Philly is going to come to town. I think we're going to see Dallas and the Eagles really go at it. That rivalry is as strong as ever. And I think that's what the NFL is really looking for here. 
Yeah, I just want to say when trying to figure out what I was going to do, I was always going with the Jets at Cowboys first, but close behind it, if I had to pick another, would have been Philly traveling to Dallas. I think that's a really good choice. We saw them do Giants at Dallas last year. Why not keep that trend going and having a divisional matchup there? I think that could be a really fun one, and it could set up a really good day of football with that as the middle game. Yeah, Ben's sticking with the divisional games. I think we'll end up seeing both Philly and Dallas matchups be on prime time. So maybe one there on Thanksgiving and another one on a Sunday night somewhere along the line. But elsewhere on the NFL schedule is a Christmas Day triple header. Christmas Day on a Monday this year. So many teams will still be playing on that Sunday, Christmas Eve, December 24th. But Christmas Day here, I want to stick with another cross-conference matchup. One we don't see very often, and one that's a Super Bowl matchup from a bygone era. The Chiefs are set to travel to Minnesota, and I don't know if you can get more offensive fireworks than this. I mean, two of the absolute best offensive players, Patrick Mahomes and Justin Jefferson, displaying their elite talent out there, making plays left and right. I think the uniform matchup, too, an underrated aspect of all this would be awesome. Uh, Kansas City and they're mostly white with that red and then the clashing with the purple and yellow would be awesome. I think Kansas City, Minnesota, Christmas Day, Roger Goodell, book it. Great one, Ryan. I agree. Offensive fireworks for sure. I'm going in a different direction and I also think we're going to see some offensive fireworks here. I'm going with a non-divisional game, finally. It is the Chicago Bears traveling to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know if this matchup even is possible this year, but wouldn't it be so much fun to see the up-and-coming, on-the-rise Jaguars and maybe a Bears team that might find themselves in a similar position that Jacksonville did last year? They spent some money. They brought in some pieces. Justin Fields looks like he might have some weapons. I think that this could be maybe the most intriguing matchup not necessarily the best yeah it's not a possible matchup they do not play the bears this year as like too sorry to say ben no that's uh, honestly it was i didn't think it was happening but i wanted to throw it out there because the possibility of it would just be fantastic oh for sure but on the bright side at least maybe 2024 you'll get the wish with these two teams even better and they'll earn that sunday night football or christmas day uh, marquee matchup rather than right now might lean towards a Thursday night game, which isn't an insult because I did read that uh, Amazon after the debacle last year, they want to try and get some better matchups on Thursday night this year. I don't think I need to say anything more to you guys than Indianapolis in Denver. Yeah, that game was painful to watch because I had Russell Wilson as my quarterback still, and I, I hadn't given up yet, but that I think that game was the kicker and me getting rid of Russ I couldn't let Russ cook anymore. Now, my Christmas Day game, I got a Super Bowl game from an era that never happened. Um, I got the Buffalo Bills, who played in four straight Super Bowls against three NFC East teams, traveling to the home of the one NFC East team they didn't get to face in the Super Bowl, the Philadelphia Eagles. Bills at Eagles in December. December's when the league likes to start getting some possible playoff and maybe even Super Bowl matchups going. The league likes to see these teams play more than once a year if they can. So having that Bills-Eagles matchup, two teams that are expected to make a strong push for that Super Bowl, 
I think having them play on Christmas Day, whether it's most likely the late game, if I had to take a guess, but really any of the three slots, I think that's a really fun one. Josh Allen going to Philadelphia, just Jalen Hurts primetime again against a good Bills team. This one could be a really, really fun one. I definitely think that would be the headliner. That would be your your 831 Christmas Day. But, so yeah, schedule release happens this Thursday, May 11th, 8 p.m. Eastern. We're going to give our reaction, kind of talk about, oh, you know, maybe the Giants and Colts should have had more primetime games. We'll see. Maybe the Eagles should have had less. Doubt that they probably earned it. But let's transition here to our other big topic today. Which team won the offseason? So with the draft behind us, free agency behind us, all that, I don't anticipate too many more big trades. I mean, we thought maybe Aaron Rodgers could be uh, stretched all the way into August. We weren't sure with Lamar Jackson, that situation. Both of those resolved the week of the draft. So NFL teams didn't leave us a lot of drama for this these next two months. I guess we'll have to wait till training camp. But for which team won the offseason? I talked about a little bit earlier. For me, it's Carolina. I mean, this is a team that was floating around in, in the absolute mediocre territory here with Matt Roll. They move on from him. They trade Christian McCaffrey last year, somehow get better, and then they go out and they reinvent themselves. They bring in Frank Reich, love the hire. They poach Denver's defensive coordinator, which was the one thing going good for the Denver Broncos last year. They poach him over. A lot of great signings. Von Bell comes down from Cincinnati. Adam Thielen comes down from Minnesota. At, at worst, to be a mentor to some of these young receivers. Uh, you know, Terrace Marshall from LSU. He's kind of been forgotten. We'll see if he can finally make a name for himself here. He might have an opportunity here. And, of course, they draft Bryce Young. They have that big trade. They ship DJ Moore and a bunch of picks out to make sure they can go get their guy, Bryce Young. I know that Frank Reich and this staff loves Bryce Young. If, if they didn't, they wouldn't have taken him first overall. They wouldn't have moved up like that to get him. So they absolutely love him. They think he could be the leader of this franchise that this team hasn't had since Cam Newton. I mean, you get Miles Sanders, too, and the pick I really like, Jonathan Mingo. I believe it was in round two. Pair him with Bryce Young, have those guys grow together. But, man, I'm excited. Caroline already had a pretty underrated offensive line, pretty underrated and young defense. Brian Burns, Derek Brown, J.C. Horn, Jeremy Chin, a lot of good talent on that side of the ball already. And this is a relatively weak division. The Saints don't really, I don't think, pose much of a threat. I think, obviously, they'll win some games, but Derek Carr doesn't move the needle for me over there. Tampa Bay loses Tom Brady, and they still have a lot of great talent there. But like Ben, I'm unsure about Todd Bowles being the head guy there. And Atlanta, I mean, fireworks offensively, but their offensive line and basically their entire defense is still a concern for me. Drafting Bajon Robinson at eight to pair with Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Yeah, you're going to sell jerseys. You're going to sell tickets. You're going to end up on Sports Center. I don't know if you're going to end up in the playoffs with roster construction like that. So Carolina, they're my hot team right now. And I think they won the offseason in 2023. It's a great pick, Ryan. It really is a great pick. I think Carolina, with just how disastrous the Matt Rule situation was, is very easy to look at as as a team that's not necessarily ready to compete. But I love the trade to get up for Bryce Young. I think that it has aged even better. 
I think Carolina has been fantastic with who they've brought in, in terms of Frank Reich. You know, you mentioned that they bring in their guy for the defense. They go out, they bring in talent. It wasn't just Bryce Young. Like they, they had a really good draft. I think, I think they were able to bring in a couple of really nice signings and you're right. I think in this division, Carolina certainly can go compete. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good one. I don't think it can be said enough how bad the NFC South is too, just between the Bucks, who after losing Brady, they got nothing right. And the saints and who knows who their running back's going to be with Kamara possibly facing jail time. And the Falcons are getting better, but I I just don't trust what they're doing. I think the Panthers are just a really, really good pick to have won the offseason because they put themselves in position to win their division. Yeah, Ben, who do you think won the 2023 offseason in your eyes? Look, I, I have to go with the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Like, as much as I do not like them, Dylan's not on the podcast today. So someone has to say the truth. And it's that Philadelphia went out and won the offseason. A bunch of great trades. A fantastic draft. You know, I mean, this guy, Howie Roseman is getting praised. Like, we've never seen a GM in sports get praised. It is really telling. And he's earned it. He has built this team up. He got them to a Super Bowl in the 2017-18 season. Yeah, they lost a lot of that roster, but he quickly turned around and built another Super Bowl roster. I mean, he knew the perfect time to move off of Carson Wentz. He was able to get something in return for him. I mean, now the guy can't even find a job just four years later. So Howie Roseman, he clearly knows what he's doing. Some great trades, some great signings, and a fantastic draft. The Philadelphia Georgia Bulldogs, everybody, they are the winners of the offseason. Yeah, I mean, other GMs getting annoyed by the praise Howie Roseman's getting, and we talked about that last week, but look, he earned it. A lot of savvy moves, a lot of great moves, acquiring talent to reload once again for what could be another run at the Super Bowl, at least from the NFC side. Yeah, the Eagles really didn't lose enough to not be considered the favorites coming out of the NFC either, and I think that's a big thing. Stability is a good reason why Howie and the uh, – the Eagles won the offseason because they maintain their crown, I think. They maintain their ability to keep the throne and get back to the Super Bowl. And that's not an easy task to do, as we've seen. All right, to wrap up here, Corey, you got a team from the AFC that you think took the crown for winners of the offseason this year. Yeah, the Baltimore Ravens. I think the biggest thing for them was locking up Lamar. They brought in a weapon in Odell Beckham Jr. Hopefully he stays healthy because I, I really want to see him succeed. But the Ravens are a good team. They If they finally figured out a quarterback to get Lamar and keep him healthy, they don't have to worry about him and his contract and him possibly sitting out because he doesn't want to get hurt awaiting that new deal. I think that they're a team to beat. I think they might be the best team in the AFC North. I know hot take. I think they're one of the few teams that can rival Kansas City, the Bills, and the Bengals. I think they're a team, especially with the uniqueness of their quarterback, because Lamar, I think, is a better passer than people give him credit for. Plus, they have a great run game. I think their offense is the most unique in the NFL in that respect. Keeping the status quo and going a little above, they have a very good defense. To me, they won the offseason because they re- they kept their guy. And I can't keep saying it enough. Being able to retain Lamar after how bad those talks got is a really big deal. 
Corey, I am going to start with saying why, where I do agree with you. And it's because the last few years I've been going into the season saying that Baltimore may be one of the best teams in the AFC and year in and year out, they've just continued to prove me wrong. Uh, They're a team that has consistently proven that they have a difficult time playing from behind. I know that their defense is good. They don't usually fall behind very quickly, but when you struggle to play from behind, you will then struggle to play with the likes of the Kansas city chiefs, the Cincinnati Bengals who are in your division and can put up points and boatloads. It's, there's a lot that goes into it and you know yes Lamar coming back was big I know it's a lot of money signing Odell okay yeah I think Zay Flowers in the draft is actually a bigger move it's a more long-term piece that Odell can mentor into that number one role I think that you know the Ravens yeah there's some things to like but I just don't agree with them as an offseason winner because I still think of them as not the best team in their division, and quite frankly, not necessarily a playoff team. I think there are a lot of really good teams and a lot of really good quarterbacks in the AFC that the Ravens have to compete with. And don't sleep on the Steelers and Kenny Pickett. I expect a jump from them this year as well. Yeah, I want to throw out honorable mentions here to not only the Pittsburgh Steelers, our teams as well, Indianapolis and the New York Giants, but I definitely I'm with you, Ben, and saying year after year, I'm sitting here saying Baltimore is one of the better teams in the AFC. I don't think it's necessarily anything they've done to prove prove that statement wrong. They've had a real bad stretch of luck with the injury bug. And, I mean, think about it. You, you mentioned Cincinnati. They almost went into Cincinnati and knocked off the Bengals in the wild card run without Lamar Jackson. Had it not been for that, what, 98, 99 yard rumble in the jungle that uh, was that Sam Hubbard took back all the way for a touchdown. I mean, they were outsider of the week, outside of the week, bringing it back. But Baltimore, I think, is still better off. And yeah, Zay Flowers, that was a great addition. The biggest problem with Baltimore was who is Lamar throwing to? You know, besides Mark Andrews and once Rashad Bateman went down, you're you're looking at guys, your wide receiver one, two, three, or wide receivers four, five, and six on a lot of other teams. So bringing in Odell, getting Bateman back healthy, and drafting a guy like Zay Flowers great moves across the board and nothing can be understated more than keeping your guy. Like Corey has been saying for months now, Lamar is a Baltimore Raven to give a little uh, preview into next week. We're going to talk about our top five quarterbacks. He's in there for me and he's above some names. You guys might not think he should be, but we'll cover that next week. We'll cover our reaction. Like I said, the schedule release happens later this week. We'll go over that a bit talk about those top five quarterbacks and start making some too early predictions what teams are going to win their division get into the playoffs and maybe win a super bowl maybe for the first time in franchise history but we'll get to that that's going to do it today follow us on instagram at outsider sports network on twitter at outsider sports three follow along with us on tiktok youtube spotify wherever you listen search up outsider sports Thank you for listening to another episode of the Outsider Sports Football Podcast.